Force Podcast listeners, Santa here, and when I'm out delivering toys to all the good little Padawans, I enjoy listening to my free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And you can get a free book from Audible too. Just go to utini.com slash audible and click free trial. Then you can take your pick from all the Star Wars selections Audible has to offer. And if you're on the nice list, you might find a shiny new lightsaber under the tree this year. Except for you, Randy. Not after what happened last year. Merry Christmas! This is the Living Force Podcast. Trust the Force. A Utini production. You're a good fighter, Solo. I hate to lose you. Episode 35, The Rise of Skywalker and the Expanded Universe. Let's hope we don't have a burnout. On this episode, new Utini book reviews. Go switch off. Plus, what in the EU do you need to know before seeing Episode 9? Good people will fight if we lead them. Also, the Utini team makes their predictions as to what will happen in The Rise of Skywalker. This is where the fun begins. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Dr. Charles Hankel. Alright, there we are. This is going to be cool. This is the first time we've ever done a show with, like, a a literal warm-up revving the engines. That's right. Which is kind of, that was originally the intention a little bit, I think, with the stuff. It just, we've not been smooth enough, honestly. But now we're finally at a place, I think, technologically, where everything is kind of planned out. So, you know, a few small things to iron out still, but other than that, I think we're we're good. I think we're good, and I also think we are the hosts... Of the Living Force Podcast, welcome everyone officially to episode 35 of the Living Force. I am your host, Eric Eilerson, and with me are both of the doctors, Dr. Corey Helton. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. And fresh off clinic, Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, dude. What's up, fellas? How do you find, boys, this Monday evening, a couple, what is it, 72 hours before the Rise of Skywalker? I'm, uh, my brain is, is a little fried, to be honest. <clears throat> I sat through, uh, seven hours of step three of the United States medical licensing exam today, part one of two. Ugh. That was the original title for this episode, but it was a little too long. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a two part round. But you're table. here now. Charles, I have tips, <laughs> I have tips for you when you, when you get there, buddy. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I actually just scheduled mine out in, um, April. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But I it's set, it's seven hours. Just so you know, I thought it was yeah. eight or nine. It's seven, oh, that's which is not, that's not a nice terrible. little surprise I got this morning. So yeah, that's pretty good. Man. Well, I'm so sorry you Charles, had to go through didn't... that, but you will yeah. be rewarded at the end of this week with some great things. Yes, that is that is correct. I thought about it multiple times in my test. I'm like, oh no, concentrate. <laughs> the answer is C. <laughs> it's always C. Dude, I was leaving uh I was leaving the hospital today from my like morning rounds and going over to the clinic and I had like the thought in my head that every step I took was a s- one step closer to the rise of Skywalker and I got like Bruh. so jazzed. Oh my god, that's a that's a cool little thought. Every word we speak is a word closer to celebration of the series. It's 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 nuts. Like I I when the um the trailer for the new Battlefront content came out this morning and a bunch of us were watching it, I watched that and saw the new 
characters and saw like the new species and the new planet and i was like oh my god in three days i'll know what all this is i will understand yeah. i'll know the species names i'll i'll know what the planet's importance is like nothing has ever been like this before and i know we say that for every release <clears throat> but it's still true Everyone is unique in and of itself. Like, there's always a certain buildup to every movie, depending on what the movie is and the mood of the fandom and what else is going on in terms of TV shows or whatever else. Everyone is unique and is so much fun. And this one may be the most fun yet. And maybe I'm just saying that because it's the one we're experiencing right now. But it's such like a a Star Wars renaissance almost uh, that it is. It's amazing. Exactly. I feel I feel so I feel so weird coming up to the film like it's not just I don't know how about you guys but for me it's not just like crazy hype all the way like it's to me we've reached like a time in which it's it's like like solemn and sacred and like yes I'm not I'm not just like oh let's go see the movie I'm like I'm I'm in this weird phase of like nervous anticipation now mm-hmm. we're like you like walk into a test or something. You know what I mean? Yes, like because like the three of us are pretty much on the same page of me- not media blackout completely, but like we're we're good. We're not watching any any more footage. We've we've basically seen what we're gonna see. And I'm at the point now where I'm I'm a little afraid to even mention Star Wars in some places before the movie because I don't want a casual person to have seen a leak on Reddit or to like see a Yahoo article by someone. And say, oh, you're a Star Wars guy. Didn't you hear how blah, blah, blah is supposedly in the movie? Because they won't know what that means to me. And yeah. I'm like, I have made it for 28 years yeah. not spoiling this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I am not going to – the last three days, I do not want to trip. Um, but we are so stoked. And, 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 folks, that is the purpose of this episode. If you are live with us tonight, welcome. We love you all every single week. Thank you. If you're listening to this on Thursday on Patreon, you are getting jazzed for your showing tonight. And if you're listening to it on Friday, God, you're in the future. You unless you're unless you're Adam in Australia, in which you yeah, get then to you've seen it four the whole... times. I know. <laughs> but if you're listening to it on Friday, you know of what we're talking about now, and you know how our excitement has been validated. But on this episode, we are not going to talk speculation. Um, that's never been the type of show we are. Um, we'll talk a little at the end, but we're not going to go like, what do you think is going to happen in the film? Hit some sky talkers and what the forest for that kind of stuff. We're not going to go super in depth on every single little piece of footage Easter egg we've had so far. Um, a lot of people like Star Wars Explained are really good at that. Uh, what we are going to do here is talk about the books and material that has come out this year related to The Rise of Skywalker that you might need to know about. If you're seeing the movie or if you read it a little while back, we're going to refresh your memory because, guys, we read a lot of books in the year and you can forget stuff. So we are going to sit back. We're going to have some drinks. We are going to revel in the love of The Rise of Skywalker and just shoot you some little reminders about what you might need to know before you go see the movie for the first time this week. Because we know if you're listening to this show, it will not be a single viewing experience. That's right. Uh, So a couple questions before we start out. Corey and Charles, mm-hmm. how many times did you see The Force Awakens? How many times did you see The Last Jedi? And how many times are you planning? Do you think or do you hope to see The Rise of Skywalker? We're talking in theaters or ever? In theaters. Oh, in theaters. 
in theaters. So I saw The Force Awakens seven times in theaters. Um, I saw, well, wait till Eric goes because he beat me. Um, <laughs> I think I saw, I think I saw The Last Jedi four, um, and I think I will probably see this one. Probably, well, it depends on how much I love it, right? But I'm gonna say at least three. And at most eight, just to beat my record. <laughs> All right, I like it. Eric, you go. Um, I saw the the Force Awakens eight times in theaters. Wow. Um, originally I was gonna do it seven times. I did seven for seven, and then a buddy of mine is like, "Hey, have you ever seen like a four D uh movie where the chairs move while you're watching it?" I said, "Nope, but I'm gonna." <laughs> so that was my last viewing. Uh, it was also like a weird year for me. So, like, my one, like, solace in life was going to see that movie. Um, I saw Last Jedi six times. Um, so, I I want to hit double digits with Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I, I think smokes. it's I think it's bold. I think it might not happen. But I already have three tickets bought for the first weekend. Um, and then with AMC, I mean, I have one ticket bought, and then I AMC A-listed two additional showings. And then I have him? to... Hmm? What about Rogue One and, and uh, Solo? How many times did you guys see that? Um, I th- I saw Rogue One, I think, only three times, two or three. And then Solo, I, I actually saw Solo, like, once and twice, a third, five times? Wow. And, and I think my f- five or six times. And my, yeah, I think it was six, because my sixth time was, like, a y- almost a year later, at this movie theater on an island in Seattle where I was uh, – where I met Carl, actually, at Whidbey Island. Yeah. And the movie theater they had there got movies like seven months later. So they just happened to be showing Solo. So I was like, oh, yeah. awesome. So, yeah. Why were they yeah, there so, so much later? Um, were people like canoeing the movies out to this island? You know, it has to be. It was like, you know, a VHS copy that they had to walk <laughs> over from the mainland. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So the number of times that I've seen all the films is is – I've just realized this in answering this question is very reflective of the power of community. I think, because as I built this Utini thing, like it came out the, we launched Utini the week after uh, the last Jedi came out. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it was the last Jedi. Um, Yeah. Cause it was, it was the last December film. And so I saw the force awakens. This is, you know, before Utini, I saw force awakens three times in theaters, um, I saw Rogue One, I think, three times in theaters. Solo, I saw three. And then The Last Jedi, I saw f- five times in theaters. And yeah. then I saw... That's it. Yeah. No, no, I saw Solo more than three. It was four at least. Yeah. So it was it was, it was multiple times. So, like, as, as I've surrounded myself with Star Wars fans, like, it's more fun to see movies over and over again. It didn't used to be that way. But you know, it is. Well, because now we're living in uh, ACY, which is after the creation of Utini. <laughs> and BCY. That's right. The dark time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, I mean. Eh. I don't know. What about you guys in the chat? How many times have you guys seen the movies? It'll be yeah. interesting to see. Let's draw some but numbers there. See, I'm, see if I'm interested. See if anybody's beat, uh, see if anybody's beat, beat, beat Eric. Eight. Someone must well, have done double times. digits. But, Someone honest after. question, Eric. Once you get to, like, five, does it get a little tedious? Um, tedious might be harsh, but it, it obviously like the, the magic of the first, I think the first three are you like your high points, right? Cause the first time you're just kind of in awe of everything. The second time yeah. 
you can i actually get more emotional because second time is for processing yep exactly third time is like okay this is still a great movie and then after that it was comfort it was like i'm gonna go hang out with my friends for like two and a half hours because that's how i feel about finn poe ray and them like it's a friendship it's a connection there um and also i i saw it with a bunch of different people right so like the first time I'll see it with some friends, but it's really for me. Like, it's selfishly, it's for my viewing. Mm-hmm. The second time, I'll go solo by myself for that processing. And the third time, I'm going to see it with my mom. We've seen every single Star Wars movie together. She's waiting for me to get home to see it. So I'll see it with her. I'll see it with my girlfriend once. I'll see it with – like, so then I become the ambassador yeah. for, like, anyone yeah. who has not seen the movie, I'll go with you. I will give you an excuse to have a friend to go see Star Wars with, you know? Yeah. So that's fun for me because then you kind of get to do that thing where – not in an annoying way, but you get to watch people watch Star Wars, which is always kind of yeah, fun sometimes. Yeah. Like it's fun. Ooh. I think I've had a lot of people that I work with say that they want to go see it with me at some point. So I think that'll probably be the case too. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Looking in the uh, chat, uh, we got Juliana says zero. She says wow. zero times there. Juliana's in a, Panama though, so that's true. But it'll be a, a big maybe one. There's, maybe there's a story behind that. Could be. Uh, Patrick has five and five. Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Very nice. And then Timothy's uh, Force Awakens 8. That's my dude. Wow. Last Jedi 5. Saw it three times back-to-back on his birthday solo. Man. Wow, that's, that's, that's the bag. Was he just like, did he like pull his hoodie up and like just lay down in the folding seats and just hide in there? Yeah. Hey, it's your birthday. Apparently. You do what you want to do. <laughs> Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever movie hopped? Oh, yeah. I've, well, yeah, when I was once, like I say, oh, 13. Yeah. I went did it once. <laughs> yeah, I did too. One time when I was like 16 on a date. It was fun. <laughs> but we will uh next week's show a little preview for everyone is going to be all based around our experiences um on the rise of skywalker so we'll be telling you how many times we have seen it by the time we record that episode and i'm sure it'll be very emotional uh so before we get into the eu material that we want to cover a couple quick updates as we always do utini itself no specific uh site updates as we had other weeks but I want to do a quick thank you because the past couple of weeks I've been prowling around Reddit uh, and like our Star Wars books, our Star Wars EU, our Star Wars canon, things like that. Um, and it's a Facebook groups like Star Wars book nerds, stuff like that. And a lot of times people ask about what books to read or like about timelines and things like that. And we've been seeing a lot of folks just shout out Utini and it's, it's, and we've checked in, in our, in our select channel. It's not people that work for us. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to if you're a listener that's been doing that on Facebook, on Reddit, on Twitter, like that's so cool. You don't have to do that, and that that's just you wanting to show people the site, and that means you actually think that it's serving the purpose that we created it for. So I just wanted to say thanks. That's really cool. Yeah, totally. That was a the first time that ever happened. I'll never forget it. I was browsing Reddit, and somebody linked to our site, and I was like whoa this is in the wild i didn't do this nobody on our team did it that was a really cool feeling so yeah you know really appreciate that so thank you all so much um and another cool thing uh if you are in our discord channel as everyone watching live now i believe is and if you're listening you may be uh we started a new thing the introductions channel and that's been one of the greatest things about my week uh because this channel is basically a place for everyone in the utini community to Introduce themselves. Tell how you came to Star Wars, how you found Utini, what you love about the EU. And it's been so many stories of people rekindling their love for Star Wars in the last few years. 
and it's been so heartening to see how we've all kind of picked ourselves up and found each other uh, and and found friends that, hey, you love these books as much as I do specifically. You know, I don't have to read and shame on the train anymore because I know I can jump into Discord and there's 30 people that have read that book. Uh, and that's been just so really, it got really emotional, honestly, for me. Yeah, it did me too. I was, uh, I wrote a really long post myself, uh, not really about like my introduction to Star Wars, but really just what Star Wars means to me. And it's been a really fun, fun channel. I mean, if you're not already in our Discord, you should you should get in there. If you've never, if you're a new listener, you've never heard of this, you can go to utini.com slash Discord to jump into our Discord, which is essentially a chat software similar to Slack uh, or Facebook in some ways. Uh, really less posts. There's different channels for various things you can talk about. And we have a pretty active community over there. You can install it on your phone like a, like an app and get notifications. Uh, I advise you to join the Discord and go mute all the, all the channels that you don't care about. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you will get hundreds and hundreds of updates every day. But um, it's pretty fun to get in there. We have it seems like most of our community is pretty active in a, only a few channels, which is cool because you have people that are really into Star Wars video games who are really active in those channels, people that are super into the books that are really active in those channels. So it's a lot of fun, and I highly encourage you to, to come on over and get you some new Star Wars friends in Discord. We, we really had a blast with it lately. Absolutely. A couple other things from the good old site. We got some book reviews. We got the master himself, they call me T13, a.k.a. Timothy, dropping a couple more reviews this week. Uh, there were two specifically on the novelizations of both The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. For The Phantom Menace, he says he loved the film Phantom Menace, but then toxic fandom kind of stopped him from liking the prequels. Happened to a lot of us, right? It becomes not cool anymore. But then he read this novelization, and it kind of redeemed the whole film in his eyes, right? Give it four stars and said, at the end of the day, reading this should only improve your feelings towards the film. But I think that's kind of the key thing about these novelizations, right, guys? Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, they should expand on it in some ways and, and make you look at the movie from new angles, which is the whole purpose of the expanded universe, I think. Yeah, Precisely. and that, that novelization in particular was really good. And we have a whole episode on it. We Whenever we were talking about the anniversary for The Phantom Menace, we recorded a whole episode about... Um, the movie and, and and we talked a lot about the novelization. So go listen to that if you if you haven't heard that. Yeah. Additionally, for the Attack of the Clones novelization, he also gives that four stars, and shouts out author R. A. Salvatore, who you may know from his awesome fantasy novels. He wrote Attack of the Clones. He says he captures the essence, of the awkwardness in the film, but allows the narrative to continue. So he fixes some of the pacing issues of the film, uh, and allows for the film itself to make a little more sense. So it's a if great you like cover the themes too. It's a gorgeous <laughs> cover. So if you like if you like the ideas behind Attack of the Clones, but the film might not be your favorite, definitely hop on that novelization and then put your own review on that Utini page. Lastly, we got Rob N., who reviewed the Knights of the Old Republic Omnibus Volume 1, those comics. It says, easily the best collection of Star Wars comics I've yet read, and probably one of the best comic collections of any kind I've read all year. Five stars. Ooh. Do you guys read the Kotor comics? Did not. I have never read the Kotor comics. I'm like what? the Kotor guy too, usually. So, <laughs> yeah, you love like uh, all that stuff, like the 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 planet, the fourth one that you like so much. Maybe Telos. maybe. Telos. 
Maybe you did read those comics, Corey, but you just lost your memory of reading those comics. But after going on an adventure, you may remember what happened in those comics. Nailed it. I see what you did there. <laughs> so if you like uh, any of those comics, feel free to head over to utini.com, look them up, leave your own review. And if you're looking to pick those up on those book profiles with those reviews, we got some Amazon links where you can pick those up and help us out on the show. Last few things for Utini news. Uh, we have a couple episodes up for you patrons, uh, including a couple episodes of Bounty Hunt that have gone up lately. Uh, latest episode has not been edited and uploaded yet, but it is coming. That'll be on episode six. Um, and a quick reminder to you all, if you are listening to this podcast on Thursday or Friday, episode seven of The Mandalorian already released. It is coming out on Wednesday, the 18th, and we'll have a little bit of preview for The Rise of Skywalker. So be sure to tune into our bounty hunts, which we will find time to record in the midst of all this crazy Rise of Skywalker madness. And uh, today, I believe, this morning, we released an episode of Legends Look Back, all about Rogue Squadron, the first X-Wing book. Uh, Jared and Freddy dived, dove, dived, divved, doved into that book. Uh, and delved. all the Delved. So much better. Uh, delved into that book. <laughs> And all the adventures of Corin Horn, MVP of this podcast. Uh, so as soon as you're done listening to us, if you are on Patreon uh, at the $5 level or above for the Guardians of the Wills, you have unlocked those shows. Go ahead and listen to those. I thought that that episode was really good. I listened to it on the way to work this morning, actually. I have not so, listened yeah, to it yet, but I'm stoked to hear it because I'm a huge fan of that series. Yeah, me either. I can't wait. It's, yeah. it's a fun way to dive into legends that we've not really had time to do on our own show. So I'm really glad that uh, Jared and Freddie have taken the time to put that together. They've really done a great job, and it fits very nicely into our sort of plethora of content at this point. So um, if you're not already a patron subscriber, go check it out. Who is yeah, and who's the protagonist of the X-wing series again? I'm I'm blanking. It's uh, uh it's not Wedge. It's no. uh no. It's, it's a he's a cop. He's <laughs> Corin Horn. Corin Horn, that's Corin right. Corin Horn is that's a big right. old bitch, is what he is. <laughs> there it is. There's the t-shirt for celebration next year. Oh, that's right. All right. So, um, And also, if you are a patron, periodically, Jared will be asking for your input on what books to do in Legends Look Back. So if you have some favorites, be sure to tune into our Discord and our Patreon for that. Uh, I believe next, coming up in a couple weeks, is the first Republic Commando book. So if you haven't read that in a while, hop on that, and you can get ready for Legends Look Back. Yeah, so we've been uh, – one, one more thing I'll say about Legends Look Back is we've been talking a lot behind the scenes about how to pace the show and what to actually do the show on and stuff. And we have some pretty cool ideas about how to involve you guys, the community, in that show a little bit if you want to be. Um, we're going to essentially put together kind of a, a, a calendar of some kind, like so you can kind of see what's coming up in the next month or two. And Jared has, has developed a pretty cool sort of cycle, a way to sort of cycle books of kind of between different eras and things like that. So it keeps it fresh and interesting all the time. And so we don't just have like a, you know, five months of the Legacy Series, you know, podcast, because <laughs> we don't we don't really want to do that. We want Unless you guys to be able to... that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's what you want, Legacy is, is great. So like we're going to try to do some sort of round you know, like round robin cycle of different books and stuff, which we can announce a little bit later. So um, know that's coming and we will be here back with that soon. No question. All right. With that, we are going to take a little bit of an early break. 
uh, after we when we come back, we're gonna go through some of our favorite materials that came out in 2019. They're going to prep you for the rise of Skywalker. If you are watching live, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. If you are listening, enjoy this Utini break. See you soon. Hey, everyone. Utini team member Andrew Bell speaking. Today, I want to give a special shout out to one of the flagship novels of the Legends Expanded Universe. This is a book that holds the title as the most talked about novel in the history of the Living Force podcast. I am, of course, referring to Michael Stackpole's 1998 masterpiece, I, Jedi. This story takes us into a first-person perspective of an unlikely hero, Corrin Horn, as he begins his journey from being a hotshot pilot and member of Rogue Squadron into becoming one of the inaugural students at Luke's Jedi Academy. I don't want to give away too much about the character, but I will say that Utini founder and CEO Corey Helton has stated on record, and I quote, I like Corrin Horn. If that isn't enough of an endorsement to check this book out, I don't know what else to tell you. Happy reading, and may the Force be with you. And we have returned to the Living Force Podcast, episode 35, The Rise of Skywalker in the EU. That was a great break. I'm assuming it talked about Audible, so that was very helpful for us. That's all I got. Wow. All right, moving on then. (laughs) Leaving ample space for a plug from my co-hosts. And nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not a thing. I'm frankly disappointed, guys. But what I'm not disappointed about was the amount of content we got this year leading up to Episode 9. Now, we know that we got the official Journey to the Rise of Skywalker line, which included Force Collector, Resistance Reborn, and the Marvel Allegiance comic. Uh, We're going to talk about some other things as well, though, because I think that there are some pieces of EU literature and comics that are going to tie into the film uh, based on stuff that we've already heard and seen. Uh, that even if it didn't have that banner above. So let's jump right in, guys, with the first book that we got this year that is probably going to tie in a little bit to the film, which is Black Spire by Delilah Dawson. Right? So this was part of the Galaxy's Edge line of books, but I think it's important because it does take place eventually in the timeline that we might be looking at for The Rise of Skywalker and the inc- with the inclusion of Batu, right? So the only question I really have about this book for you guys is, do you think we're going to see Batu at all? I think we're going to see Batu named, but I don't think that we're actually going to see the planet itself. Kind of like in, kind of like in Solo when L three just dropped it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, Black I think Spire. we're gonna. I think we're gonna get it named. I don't think they'll they'll shout out the character uh, Vi. I don't think they'll do that. No, I don't but, think so. <clears throat> I think they will mention Black Spire. I mean, uh, yeah, Black Spire, maybe even Black Spire or Batu. Charles, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I mean, they put way too much into Batu as a planet and even Black Spire Outpost just as a specific part on it to not go back there. I mean, they're definitely going to go back there in the expanded universe one way or another, but I think we'll get a mention. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think that there might be a, uh, you know, we haven't we haven't been this been this scared since Black Spire or like, you know, a throwaway line um, yeah. is possible. <laughs> Um, or like, see, like grab the Batuans or whatever it is. Uh, I think there's definitely something there because this new jungle planet, uh, we don't know the name of necessarily. So why are they being so secretive about the name of the I mean, planet? it could be Batu. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe they're in the jungles of Batu. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. <clears throat> Just seems <laughs> like I understand that, that Star Wars is particular about spoilers, but do you guys think they're a little over the top with it? No, I mean, n- I never think that for me because yeah. I, I love the reveals so much that I, I don't mind if 
I mean, I wouldn't have minded if we got a single teaser with like Ray's face and they're like December and that was all we got, you know? So, um, that's fair, I suppose, but I can see how it gets frustrating sometimes where it's like, it's just like, like they're, like they're not going to release the planet in the, in battlefront until day of like, no, no, it's the 20th. That's the day of technically that's the Friday. Well, yeah, that's for anyone that's not going yet on the night evening of the night release. But yeah, yeah so, so you know what you can do? Them. Maybe you go and you play and you see the movie, and then if they should drop it at midnight, so then you can go home and play Battlefront. That's true. That'd be cool. So be cool. so that was the only thing in Black Spire. I think that you know we saw a little bit of the resistance. Um so we'll see if we see the planet. Moving on to some official Journey to uh books though, starting with Spark of the Resistance, uh the the younger readers novel or middle grade novel, I suppose, by Justina Ireland that uh, we were pretty fond of. At least I was uh, with my review of it earlier. A couple things that were important in this book. Number one, I'm going to say, was the Ray character development. Now, if you didn't read this book, then you may have missed uh, Ray's internal struggles, right? Uh, she was a little bit unsure about the Force. Uh, we saw her kind of having trouble, you know, lifting rocks and doing some of the stuff she did in Last Jedi. What do you guys think about that? Do you think we're going to see more of that back and forth, or are we seeing like Ray the Jedi? Hmm. Well, now I did not read Spark of the Resistance, so my knowledge of it is basically based off of Wikipedia and Eric's Utini review. But um, I think we're going to see Ray mostly as a full-fledged Force wielder. I won't say Jedi because I don't know exactly where she's going to end up, but I don't think we're going to see her struggle with her powers. I think we're going to see her and Kylo Ren kind of at the peak of their powers, just head-to-head. I like that idea. I think we'll see some element of confidence, kind of the way that we saw Luke in, uh, you know, Empire, right? <clears throat> or I guess even we're at Return of the Jedi at this point, um, where he kind of comes in and he's super confident, and then Yoda dies, and and mm-hmm. he like he suddenly is alone, but Yoda's talking to him and he says, "So I am a Jedi." So I think we're gonna kind of see that that character turn in Ray in this film like but i don't think we're gonna come right out right out the gate with her like super confident that you know at least if the expanded universe is true now like all the authors you know rebecca we interviewed her she said that um they didn't let her read the script but um she did say that jj abrams himself read her read read her like outline and stuff Mm -hmm. and approved everything um so the way that she wrote the character is kind of like this, where she's sort of unsure of the unsure of herself, unsure of what her role, what's her place in all this, right? Right, like, right. And uh, like that was approved, so we can, I can, I can only assume that that we're kind of, kind of, kind of see that 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 confidence switch. I think come on in the in the film. At least that's my my imagination. I, what I think will probably happen. I think you're right. I think you're definitely right about her attitude. I think when it comes to like her actual force abilities, though, we're gonna see her like full-fledged abilities because I don't think we were going to really have time for her to struggle lifting rocks. Like it sounds like happened in Spark oh, yeah. Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm going to agree with I think that. We saw that. I think we saw that in the last Jedi. I agree. Yeah. And in Spark of the Resistance, she, she kind of had this moment of realization of what the, you know, what the force is and how it's connection, like a little bit of that stuff she was having with Luke near the end. Um, and I think based on the trailers, at least we'll see Ray, you know, maybe training at the top and having like some frustration where she she can't master some stuff. 
But I agree, like, especially with that duel with Kylo, it'll kick in. She's jumping over the TIE Whisperer. Like, I, I have no feeling we'll see some really badass, awesome Ray. And, and if nothing else, too, I would really hate to give any fuel to the fire of people that, like, see, Ray's not really that powerful because I want those people to shut up forever. Yeah. So let's see her just be a total <laughs> badass, shall we? Well, then, then you have the other camp that's like, how is she this powerful? And you're just like, everyone shut up and just enjoy the movie. Exactly. All right. Uh, last thing I want to talk about in that movie was the fact that the resistance still takes time to help people in that book, despite their um, their struggles. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because in that novel, uh, despite the fact that they were still trying to regroup and didn't really know where to go, they got a distress call and still answered it, which I think is a very important part of the resistance going forward and how they've gotten some of the allies they've gotten. So if you didn't read this book and you see that the resistance has kind of grown exponentially since the end of episode eight that's a little bit of why right they they have still been helping people out they've still been helping the the unfortunate they've still been going out to be selfless despite the fact that they have they're already in great danger and i think not only is that a great lesson for life as a whole but it also explains maybe how some other people have joined the resistance between movies uh so just kind of keep that in mind as we're going forward all right on to the next piece of media that is important is the aforementioned marvel allegiance comic this came out in a couple parts written by ethan Sachs, drawn by luke ross uh and we were we liked this okay i thought it was pretty it was good we didn't love it um i think right we all finished it though right it didn't feel yep. important yeah I've, I've read almost all of it i think i have one more to pick up at my comic shop that i never got around to picking up but it just didn't feel <clears throat> it has that unfortunate flaw that i think a very large part of the canon expanded universe has had is that they've been too tight-lipped about it. This is going back to me saying that they're just so obsessed with controlling everything. I think they're really scared after The Last Jedi. Like, they got a lot of really bad publicity, so they've controlled the information very tightly. So, you know, we have a we have a comic series, Allegiance, that deals with the main characters but isn't actually allowed to do anything with any substance, I think, which I think is really what held the comic back in a lot of ways. Now, it does do some good things for building the resistance, for introducing some key characters that we think are probably going to be in the films. But like in general, I think it sort of missed the mark. Charles, did you read that one? Yeah, I read it. Um, and I mean, I kind of felt similarly, it was really nice to have all of those main characters actually in the comic and going on a mission altogether. Like that felt very cool, but I think you're right in that it, it didn't necessarily progress the story that much and I guess it couldn't but it gives again those of us who are going in to see the Rise of Skywalker that have read all of these things um, just a little bit more background knowledge other things that we can appreciate if we do see characters from it you know we can see the Mon Cal forces in the resistance uh -huh. and we can know how they got there there are going to be people sitting in that theater that may have complaints like where did all these people come from and the answer is the expanded universe and that's pretty cool for us yeah, yeah and, and I think that you nailed it, Charles. The, the two big things I took away from this comic series was the Moncala ships. Uh, I mean, if you're sitting there being like, okay, how'd they get all the ships? Then you want to hate the movie and too bad. Like, that's that's your problem. Uh, <laughs> but here's the answer if you need. And also, uh, we met Aftab Akbar, uh, Akbar's son. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the film, and he might play a, a decently prominent role. By prominent, I mean he might have as much screen time as Akbar did or Radis or something like that. Like you need your Mon Cala just sitting in the big ship giving orders. 
So I bring up a Hammerhead Corvette. That's the one. That's what he'll say. Uh, That was pretty good, Corey. That was lovely. (laughs) I like that quite a lot. So we got some Aftab in there. Um, So if if you haven't read that, the art's really good. Um, Again, it's not the most crucial story, but it's a lot of fun if you like the Marvel Star Wars comics. And you're going to see how they got their ships. You're going to see also Leia kind of dealing with past allies. Uh, Like, you know, Leia the Negotiator. Leia um, with the history of everything. And I think that's going to be crucial here as well because at the end of Last Jedi... The big reveal was that, you know, people didn't come when Leia called, right? But but people still have to believe in Leia to an extent, which is one thing uh, that we're going to get to with our next piece of media, which is not even arguably, which is demonstratively the biggest piece of pre-Rise of Skywalker content we've had. And guys, I've kind of just been, you know, buying time till we got to this. This is Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanoris, which, man, if you like this book, Welcome to the the fold of the rest of us, and I'm glad because we've been talking about this book quite a lot over the last month. We re- we interviewed Rebecca. We had our two part roundtable. It was one of our top five books of the year. Uh, so we like it quite a bit, I'd say. Uh, I'd say what we what we really didn't do with it though is is sort of talk about it from the perspective of of the upcoming film and and exactly and we did a, we did a little bit with. Uh, um, with friends of the force, we did mm-hmm. on there with Brad, um, but we didn't really talk about it ourselves as like pure plot points. So we should talk about like this is what you need to know about this book if you haven't finished it, or if you're not gonna finish it before uh, Thursday. Absolutely. So let's take some time to actually address it from the point of view of the movie now, right? If you want more info on the book itself and didn't get a chance to read it, go check out our roundtables where we go in depth on the big questions and the character arcs. But this right now is all about how it relates to Episode Nine. So first and foremost, let's talk about Poe Dameron in that book. Poe's character gets so much development in Resistance Reborn, guys. Yeah, like, he really does. Like we talked a lot about how you don't really realize watching the Last Jedi that like Poe's mutiny on the on the rat Radis was the Radis, right? The Radis. Yeah, yeah. Poe's mutiny on the Radis, like was sort of a failure as his character. I joked a lot that <laughs> I joked recently that basically the entire destruction of the resistance is because of Poe, because if he had followed orders and done what, um, done what, uh, what's Holdo. your face? Holdo. Yeah. Holdo. Wanted the him vice to do. admiral, the vice admiral, his commanding officer, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, complete breach of military, uh, military code to do that. Uh, he sent off Finn and, um, rose on this crazy mission like and they failed and that revealed to the first order that the resistance will be flying out on the little shuttles right so it is poe's fault that the resistance was almost destroyed single-handedly poe's fault like that's a kind of a mind-blowing moment if you think about it and he looks at that like a complete failure as a, as a person like he failed as a leader um in his mutiny and his decision to disobey those orders and all that is very well developed and explained in um uh, in this book, and I think it's going to do wonders for his character coming into this new film. So do you think that, are we going to see any of that in The Rise of Skywalker? Will we have time for that, for those people that don't read these books and just go from one movie to the next? Or are they just going to see a Poe 12 months later, or whatever it is, and I, I, he's... I think, I think we'll probably see it kind of come out just with what the book has kind of already established. Like, the book is more about him figuring out what sort of leader he is 
And I think we'll see him in a... And I, also, the book takes place like immediately post The Last Jedi yep. also. So we have some time still. Yeah, and I think we might get a scene of like, you know, when everything goes wrong and Poe has to lead, we might get a, you know, a reference of, well, last time you led us, you know, it destroyed our whole fleet. Or maybe he's like, mm. you know, I, maybe I'm not the one to lead or, you know, something like that in his leadership. But really in this book, what you need to know, as Corey was saying, if you didn't read it, Poe has gone through the stages of accepting what he did. He is now becoming more of a traditional leader. And at the end of it all, you know, he is now respected more by the people of the Resistance and Leia herself. So it's a huge, it's a wonderfully great book for Poe. If you start reading now, I think you can finish it by the time the movie comes out. Uh, so be sure to do that. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, which is definitely happening in this movie, is Black Squadron, guys. Snap Wexley, at least, is in this movie, guaranteed. Um, and they have a lot to do in this book as well. Uh, there are also some relationships within that squadron you may not know of. Like, Snap is married, uh, number one, which I think is pretty important. Uh, do you guys think we're going to see other members of Black Squadron in this in this movie? Yeah, I do. Um, I think we'll at least hear like some people calling in over the comms or something like that mm -hmm. from Black Squadron. I don't know if we'll actually see Black Squadron totally assembled, but we will get we'll get more than Snap, more than just Snap. That's my guess. Yeah, I think we'll get like a like a. You know, a round robin call sign call out where it's like yes. Black See, Two standing by. You think we'll get that? So here, here's the thing. I think JJ, um, for all the crap people gave him in Force Awakens about being too close to the source material, I think he did a great job at honoring the the tropes of the earlier movies, like when they did, you know, leading into the strike. And I think the call out of the squadron is such a traditional thing that in the final movie of the Star Wars franchise, you gotta have the wings checking in. You know? And I think that that is... The music is gonna swell. I think it's gonna be our, like, Avengers Endgame moment with the portals. Like, I think that's the place to do it. And maybe it's squadron by squadron. Maybe it's, like, Black Squadron standing by, Rogue Squadron standing by, Blue Squadron standing by, Ghost Squadron standing Like, and just going through everyone that's just getting ready for the final fight. Um, that might be what I'm most looking forward to in the whole movie if i'm be like as i'm saying it right now i'm getting chills like i think that is potentially the biggest um crowd pleaser thing they could do and i don't mean crowd pleaser in a negative way i think people can often interpret it that way uh but i think it'll make us very happy and i do think that black squadron will play a part i think that more than likely i agree with you both we're not going to get a ton of time with them but they'll like be in the crowd and over the years, people will make YouTube videos pointing out, oh, this is Shirolinda, and this is Jess Pava, and, like, all that kind of stuff. You know? The actors I mean, may not know who they were playing, but we know. Uh, next, maybe the biggest cameo in the movie, Wedge Antilles. Are we going to get him? Really hard to say. Uh, the book left it in a place where it could very well go either way. Um, he essentially is... Was was he like flying off into the sunset, more or less, right, guys? Yeah, it was kind of like uh, Wedge and Nora Wexley, his wife, uh, Snap's mom, uh, awesome f pilot herself, both left and kind of said, well, when you need us, like, let us know, kind of. It, it felt like that. You know, they were mm. leaving for now, but I can definitely see them coming back in. I, I The fact that Wedge survived the book, I think, is a big reason to bring him back. 
I agree. Um, because I do think they – I wouldn't have loved it, but they theoretically could have killed Wedge in that book if he wasn't coming back. You know, I, I think that it would have been a character that people would have loved to see again. But if he's going to die, you don't necessarily have to do it on screen because he hasn't been in the sequel trilogy. Does that make well, sense? Well, here's, here's a question. For the actual, like, picture of him that's on the cover of Resistance Reborn – where did they get that from? Do you think they just like computer generated that, or do you think they got a new picture of him for that specific purpose? Because if he did that, then I would think maybe he'd come back. And another thing to think about: this is Ewan McGregor's uncle, Dennis mm-hmm. Lawson, and Ewan's come back into the Star Wars franchise. Maybe he convinced his uncle to come back as well. That's totally That's possible. Good, good question. I never even thought about that, about the costume, about the, the cover photo. That's a good point. Like, I, and, it, and it looks like if you looked up pictures of Dennis Lawson, like, it looks like him. Like, it's a very honest resemblance. So I feel like they could have costumed him fully and taken a snapshot. Um, yeah. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't count on a super hardcore, though, just to be honest. No, no. It'd be cool, but basically you need to know that there's a possibility he comes back because he is alive. He and Nora both... Um, did survive the book. Uh, another thing, uh, General Rican was in this book. That guy's got to be about eighty something. Yeah, I, I found a picture of him online. This is uh, this is General Rican. I put him on our on our live screen here. It's the guy from uh, Empire. Yeah, you're a good fighter, Solo. I hate to lose you. Yeah, great, awesome line delivery. That was forty years ago. So yes, um, <laughs> Crazy. I. I mean, maybe we get him. I doubt it. Uh, he looks like he's like forty in that image, so I don't know. It's really I don't hard to say. <laughs> I I think we're going to have to be very careful with how many people they actually show on screen in this book, um, because we got so many <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, sorry, in the movie. Um, that were that were in this book because there's going to be the level of we want to see all these intros, but we also are going to get new characters. We're going to get new planets, and it is, at the end of the day, still about the sequel trilogy characters. So Yeah, and that's, like, part of the point of the expanded universe, too. You know, like, these are the kind of things that we're allowed to enjoy in the ancillary material that they just don't have time to cover in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Um, and then, speaking of all these allies, possibly the most important, I don't know, development i guess you could say from resistance reborn is the list of allies literally the physical list of resistance allies that was found at the end of the book uh that could open the door to god knows how many people showing up in this film i mean guys the the book literally ends with them having a printout of here's the people that are still loyal to you around the galaxy and then we have what 10 months till the movie yeah, yeah. I think my biggest question that came out of that is something that I brought up on the roundtable, but uh, we got a lot of familiar names on that list from other Expanded Universe material, from even to the Resistance um, television series, but the biggest question I had is, is Lando on that list, and where is he? Because we're led to believe from the book that all of those people who were still loyal to Leia didn't answer her call because they couldn't because they were imprisoned or in hiding or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And Lando didn't answer the call either, but we know he's back now. So is that how he comes back? And if not, then how's that going to happen? And where I, was he? Why didn't I, he answer I, the call? 
I think there'll be something like his like his original intro, right? Of oh, Lando's a guy I used to know back in the day, and then they hug and they move on. I think it might be something similarly brisk, you know, of Lando, where have you been? He's like, oh, I had some business or blah blah blah. Like he'll, you know, be really smooth and suave and sexy and kind of like cast it off, um, and then maybe have a moment of sincerity about you know not being there sooner. Because mm-hmm. it's Uncle Wanwo. I mean, to go back to last shot. Oh yeah, I was about to say he has he has been around in canon. I mean, he was in last yes. shot, so yeah. yeah. I mean, can we and and let's let's talk about that for a second too because we don't have Han anymore. We don't have any new scenes with Leia uh, because of the the use of the Episode Seven footage, right? Mm. So we have potential for Kylo Ren to have scenes with Lando and Kylo to have scenes with Chewie, as far as people from his past. Do you think we get any of those? Yes to Chewie, no to Lando. Just because if you didn't read Last Shot, that relationship is pretty non-existent. Great point, for great you, point. You know, as a viewer. But Chewie, I think that's got to happen. Um, the last time they were relatively face-to-face, Chewie shot that man in the, in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a chapter two to that one. Agreed. Corey? That's that's so hard to say. I, I'm really, I'm not a speculator, man. I don't like right. to put my, I don't like to put my money on anything ever when it True. comes to Star Wars because the creative directions that they take are not predictable. Nope. Um, some, sometimes not in a good way. <laughs> right. Sometimes right. you you, you kind of wish they were a little predictable, like like getting a scene between Chewie and, um, you know, Kylo Ren. But at the end of the day, I quite frankly don't see them using time to do things like that in the film. So. Yeah, really, there's a lot really of ground they got to cover. It's true, but I agree. I don't think we'll see a, a Lando interaction with with Kylo Ren that has any substance to it. Because I agree that it might be too little, too. It's too EU to really make sense to be on screen. I think. Yeah, and I think at the end of this podcast, uh, not that eh, we're gonna do the end, uh, but I think at the end of the day, rather, what we want to say as <laughs> as a canon EU podcast, hilariously enough, is to not go into this film too tied to the eu right that's right and the thing is the the expanded universe expands on the films the films do not expand on the books that's a great work that way it doesn't work that way exactly um at the end of the day the films will put in what they need to to tell the story and if they do not put in these little easter eggs we've talked about up from the books it does not mean they don't care about the books. It does not mean the books don't matter. It just means in that particular medium, those aren't conducive for the storytelling. Right? Absolutely. That's all. That's all That's it is. So it. we would love to see stuff from Black Spire, from Spark of the Resistance, from the Allegiance comic, from Resistance Reborn. Absolutely. That'd be super cool and super fun. Will it destroy us if it doesn't happen? Absolutely not. Um, one more thing I want to say real quick. Uh, you'll notice that Force Collector is conspicuously absent from this list uh, that we made, and that's because, frankly, it doesn't really tie into the Rise of Skywalker a lot. Um, Carr goes to one of the planets uh, that we know is coming up in the Rise of Skywalker for a hot second in the book. Um, he looks over the legacy of the Jedi, but as far as stuff that's going to affect the movie, I didn't see anything as I read it that I think will tie in. So... Just wanted to mention that because it does have the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker banner on it. Personally, I don't think you needed it. 
But who knows? We could see <laughs> no, it on Thursday and be always, totally wrong. There's always at least one book, I think, in the Journey series that does not have anything to do with the films. <laughs> yep. Lost Stars was the journey to Force Awakens, I think, right? It was, yeah. But the Battle of yeah, Jakku, that's, but that's about it. Yeah, very vague. All right, boys. Uh, before we wrap on up here, I know we're not speculative. and we've, we've done way more speculating here than we honestly will ever do, listeners. We apologize profusely. Uh, but before we go into our screening on Thursday night, what is one thing, if you, had to, if you had to put money down, right? You had to throw all your credits down at the casino. What would you put money down on happening in this film? Are we talking like are we talking like little subtle little like, like a, are we no. talking are we talking like hard hitting points? No, little like a little thing. Let let's not get okay. near the main plot about stuff. Let's just do like what's what's the little if I'm thing? Putting, if I'm putting money on it, then I'm putting it on hard stuff that's obviously going to be in the film, like Ben Demption. All right, all right. So let, let's do we're just, talking just like the purposes of our podcast, our our EU <laughs> podcast. What's what's okay. the most fine, the most likely thing? I I, I know that. They don't have Leia footage. I mean, they have Leia footage. They don't have any new Leia footage, obviously, because of Carrie Fisher. May she rests in peace. Yep. But I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see it done in a really creative way. A semi-formal handoff between her to Poe, I think, with the Resistance. And I don't know how the hell they're going to do that with footage, but, like... I've seen some of the behind-the-scenes stuff where they've talked about writing it, and they essentially... What's it called? Like, when you write... It's called something when you write around... Yeah, when you're, you're writing around existing footage, yeah. Yes, that's what they did. And they they wrote the script so it would fit the footage that they had, not the other way around. So, yeah, and J.J. Uh, specifically called it a gift from Carrie. Yes, mm-hmm. so I, I really think it's going to fit nicely into the current era in which the resistance has been really hurt. And I think, like, whatever the friggin' footage they have, I think it's going to work out some way. So I think we're going to see some some kind of formal handoff between those two. All right, Charles? Yeah, I mean, part of me just wants to go for the heavy-hitting stuff. You know, which, who knows? I'm not guaranteeing any of this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say either Poe, Finn, or Ray is going to die. Not all three make it through the film. Ooh, okay. If I'm just putting money Oof. on something awesome that I want to happen, I I want to see Babu Frick riding on BB-8's head as he rolls along. <laughs> Perfect. That's my that's my guarantee. We will see that happen. All right, love it. Uh, I'm gonna go simple. Uh, Wedge. I think Wedge is in the film. Really? Yep, Boom. that'll be mine. Uh, again, I won't be disheartened, but I, I think that's gonna be my thing. But regardless, yeah. listeners, let's uh, let's talk about some of the crazy stuff real fast. We Ooh. never ever speculate on the show. This is like not what we do at all. Crazy stuff. Corey Helton. I feel like, let's go. I feel like we say that, but we just we speculate like relatively often <laughs> maybe that's right. we do speculate relatively often but it's safe speculation it's not that's like true. this has to be in the film otherwise i'm gonna leave the theater that's ah. the, yes that's the thing and we talk about that all the time like we do speculate some but we're not like gonna be pissed off if our speculations don't work out okay well on that note i have some crazy questions um, all right is palpatine alive yes Eric? yes palpatine is alive and you, Corey, you are like you are like the minister of magic in the Harry Potter series in regards to Voldemort. You're always like, he's not back. He's not back. But I'm gonna he's say back. yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. He is back in the flesh. I don't know how, but that's what I'm saying. 
Um, Eric? I'm going to say I uh, I think he never truly died. I think he I think there was there's just some kind of Sith sorcery when he fell down the shaft that he has been like lying in wait. I mean, honestly, very Voldemort style of like just like uh, he's been on low power mode like R2 in Force Awakens and he's finally amassed enough dark energy to um kind of reinvent himself. So I, I that's what I think. I think that Palpatine is not back. There's no way. I think it's going to be a hologram, some sort of like maybe uh, like the people in um, the messengers in Battlefront and the old comic stuff, like with like a android kind of thing with Ooh, his face okay. kind of in it. I don't think Palpatine is back. I think it's way too controversial creatively to do that. It has nothing to do with Star Wars canon at all. I just think it's too controversial, and I don't think they would do it. Um, next question: Is Kylo Ren going to die? No. Charles. Mm, this one is so hard. I Oh man. Yes. Did he freeze? Yes. I'm going to say yes. No, I didn't freeze. My brain oh. froze. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say he dies. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? I I think that He's gonna be redeemed, and then he's gonna die. I think he's gonna yeah. sacrifice. I think he's gonna sacrifice himself. I do think he'll be redeemed one way or another. Yeah, I think that. I think that's a cool route. But part of me is like, is that too easy for him to be redeemed and then die? And like, I feel like he has to. I don't know. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with no to be the to be the voice of dissension. All right, another one besides Kylo Ren, who we've already established is gonna die. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what other character is going to die? If one of the good guys are going to die, who's it going to be? Finn. Mm. Chewy. I think it's going to be Chewy. Oh, God. Don't you dare. Or, or is... Oh, no. You know what I think it's going to be? No. R2. What? R2? I, I mean, well, R2 droid. and 3PO have seen the whole... I mean, 3PO in that trailer is definitely feeling yeah. like uh, something's not going to be This might be good. the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was right. thinking even like bigger like than that in terms of like the the human cast, but I I think that idea is definitely possible. It's it's crazy mm-hmm. though because it seems most likely that a droid or Chewie might die, right? But those are actually the easiest characters to bring back in any kind of subsequent yeah. material. So it sounds like I a bad idea from off. a. Yeah. I know you said a minute ago you said Ray, Finn, and uh, Poe, but I really don't think they'll kill yeah. off any of the new folks. There's too many kids that are, that are Pro- a, a, probably not. To those characters. But Someone's got to go off the deep end on this podcast, and darn it, I'll do it if I have to. It's going to be you. It's going to be you, yeah. baby. All right, last question. How is how is General Leia going to die? She's not. What? I don't think that uh, – that, fine, that's my bold prediction. I think Leia survives the film. Oh, my God. Okay. She does not, she does not survive this film. No way. No, I oh, can't right. see that happening. How does she die, though? It's – that's also difficult, and I know we talked about this once before, but it can't be anything super personal. And you know, they had to have had footage of this done, so I think it's going to be yeah. some kind of explosion or something like that. I don't know. Maybe she just like gets on a boat and sails away into the afterlife, like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know how how she goes. I think I think she's gonna go though. I think Carrie's wrong. <laughs> I think she has to okay. go. Okay, so we all had some kind of dissenting opinion from the other two amongst those. You don't think Palpatine is coming back? Eric doesn't think Leia's gonna die, and I think one of the big three are gonna be gone. Yeah, 
Interesting. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. We'll see. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's truly anything that'll disappoint me that can no. happen in the film. No, I mean, I mean ultimately, just... as long as the storytelling is solid, which I have no doubt it it will be in any way. Um, I I I've said this like uh with almost every Star Wars film, literally or literally every Star Wars film, whatever I thought going in, it was so much better than what I could have imagined because I'm not a screenwriter. I'm not a creator of Star Wars. We are lovers of Star Wars. We are commenters of Star Wars. And I could not be more excited to see what's going to happen. And as you're, as you're watching us now, you're going to see in a couple days. As you're listening, again, if you're an early listener, you're going to see in a few hours. And if you're listening on Friday, this is all in the past, baby. Man. God. This is hard. I'm like, I'm getting nervous, guys. Yep. <laughs> I'm legit yeah. nervous, like, thinking about this movie. I'm just so nervous. Like, there's just, there's so much that it has to do. There's so much riding on it. Like, I know I'm going to love it. And even if I hate it, the first time I see it, I will eventually love it because I love all Star Wars. But yep. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to force myself to love it. No, you know? I mean, I have watched that, yeah. that last trailer, and not the TV spots, but that trailer, like, at least once or twice a day. And it still brings me tears every time of, like, the music swelling and them riding the Orbax on the ship and the, like the Falcon, like God, guys, I know, <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah. I, I need to get, I need to find some footage to watch to get back on the hype train. Cause like, I'm just right now. Uh, I'm just all nerves, all nerves. Watch, watch that battlefront footage, man. Oh, I watched yeah. it without yeah. sound in between patients and clinic. And I was like getting goosebumps. So I need nice. to watch it with some sound next. Maybe we'll guys, do that in the last. Yeah. True. This is the last time we'll have a face-to-face hangout before we see the movie. That's true. This is how oh we gosh. looked before our lives bittersweet. Changed. This is it's it. Bittersweet. Uh, but, listeners, on that emotional, somber, hopeful, excited, nervous note, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're new to this show... Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in every week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars EU or next week, The Rise of Skywalker. Please, please leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us. It really does help. And head over to Utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. Speaking of which, keep your eyes peeled for Queen's Peril, Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, and The Rise of Skywalker Expanded Edition Novelization, all available for pre-order now. If you're looking to buy some of those and want to help support the show, look it up on Utini. Click the Amazon link on that book profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash Utini or on TeePublic, where our first wave of t-shirt designs, like I'm wearing right now, is now live. Join us on Patreon for exclusive content every month. For just $2, you can join our Jedi Initiate level, where you get early access to episodes of this show. And for 5 bucks a month, you become a Guardian of the Wills, where you'll receive extra shows, including Legends, Look Back, and Bounty Hunt. If you are an Inquisitor tier or up, head over to Patreon right now to join us for Aftermath, our exclusive after-show hangout. A special thank you to Adam Dyson and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi Hog Council, and Timothy Dunlap on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. If you want your thoughts on this show, email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. We are on Twitter. I am at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Henkel. A special thank you, as always, to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, and Wes, our community manager. Thank you to Corey and Charles for podcasting with me. And as always... 
May the Force be with you. We will see you on the other side of the Rise of Skywalker. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.